0: Get gun. Hello and welcome to Slam Fire Radio episode 350 for April 16th, 2020. I am one of your hosts, Trevor the Frelate.
1: I'm another one of your hosts, Kelly the classy one, Lynn, I guess. I don't know.
0: You don't know my <laughs> nickname. I <laughs> tell you Adriel. I'm not gonna pick on you before the show, <laughs> and then the first thing you say on the show is screw up your own nickname. How am I not? Supposed
1: well, to- I am the classy one. However, it's I don't Kelly know Lynn,
0: or I don't know if I, I'm the classy one.
1: I don't know if I, I am anymore.
0: No, I don't. <laughs> oh I, I, wow. oh, amongst
1: amongst our amongst our group, I think, guess I still am. So, kidding.
0: You're classy in this company, yes, definitely. Okay. Yes. Yeah. In this company, you are classy. <laughs> That's okay. not saying much. And Adriel, I, it's true.
1: <laughs> Thanks, it's true. Adriel.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, A classy <laughs> by these standards are hobos by anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, Adriel, uh, I stepped all over you, sorry. I'm Adriel, the frosty one. Hi, frosty one. Stay frosty. Right now stay it's important frosty. to stay
2: frosty, yeah. Cold here. We had our, like, coldest April on record, April 13th. We, like, broke all the records. Sweet. Okay. Something about Alberta. Everything's 13th. A contest.
1: Today is the 16th.
2: What? Yeah. Yeah. And now okay. it's going to warm up. And I'm going to shoot a bunch of gophers in the face.
1: <sighs> I had I'm snow this do. afternoon. It actually had big snowflakes today. I'm going, what the hell is this?
2: There's going to be you... snow, on, and then there's going to mm. be gophers that pop up, and they're going like, to just stick out. And yep. I'm going to shoot them, and there's going to be this beautiful right little... The, yep. It's going to be like you flicked a paintbrush yeah. across the snow.
0: Yes. Yeah, I am yeah. jealous. The first time I whacked Gophers was Easter weekend. I went mm. out to Calgary to visit Jeff. It was the uh, year of the 51st annual Calgary Gun Show. We went to the CSSA Stick to Your Guns dinner. I got to meet Mr. Philp and uh, whacked a schwack of Gophers with his 17 HMR that I later purchased Oof. from him. Oof. Yeah, and it was Easter and there was mm. still a lot of snow. And it was exactly like you described, man. You could see them everywhere because there was nothing for them to blend into, and they're starving because they just woke up and there's not a lot of fresh grass to eat yet. So you mm-hmm. shoot one, or you shoot a bunch, right? You go to another part of the field, you come back, and they're eating their dead friends. Yeah, cannibalistic little bastards. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. and you're like, "Whoa, that's against the laws of nature." I got to do something about this. I have to step in and intervene. It's time mm-hmm. for an intervention. Yeah, stop exactly. that.
2: Stop you it. Stop it. You stop it, and you stop it.
0: You're all going to stop it. (laughs) And I'm going to help you stop it with a little schwack. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, All right. Well, that's always good fun. Kelly, you ought to get out there doing some maple seed positioning and whacking gophers with maple seed gear. That would make nothing. Nothing would make me happier. Even coming out of COVID wouldn't make me as happy as seeing you prone in a field whacking gophers with your maple seed rig. Okay. Have you done this, Kelly? Oh, I feel
2: like you've done this.
1: Shot gophers? No. Really? <laughs> What's that face? No, really? I have not shot gophers. I it is. Know. It is like we don't, we don't have prairie dogs here or gophers. We have the big ass groundhogs. Just like yeah, but you haven't done it yeah, in
2: Saskatchewan you. or Alberta or anything like that. Oh, we're gonna no. change this. <laughs> oh. Fix yourself. Really? Really? No. Like you take all the skills of Maple Seed and yeah. you go go for shooting and right? you apply them all. You apply them Real all. world, real world application. Yep. Test those fundamentals. Yeah. A few no, hundred times a day. I haven't done it. <laughs> if you don't get a hundred, you don't get your patch.
1: <laughs> awesome. Great.
2: And you have to use all three positions too.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah. We should
2: fun. have a patch.
0: Have a oh, that's patch. A, oh my, my a goodness! <laughs> a maple seed with a dead gopher on top of the maple leaf. No uh, sorry, patches. not a maple seed, but a, a maple leaf. It looks just like the maple seed rifleman's patch. There's a, a gopher with X's over his eyes superimposed <laughs> on the maple uh, leaf. Okay. Huh? I'll, the maple I'll, leaf I'll is s- a spray pattern from yeah. behind him.
1: I'll, I'll suggest it on the next meeting. We'll design please, it.
0: Please do. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Mm. Cool. All right. no, maybe cool. Why don't we jump into what we did this weekend, Gun Kids? Sure. Um, as always, brought to you by Canada's premier firearms retailer, the Calgary Shooting Centre. This week, CZ's galore, and in particular, the CZ P10F, back in stock, on sale, 4.5-inch barrel. It's the full-size model, 5.45. It's a glock killer. It really it is. is. It, it is. Re- For
2: the price and the used market's good on them, too.
0: Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Um this is what it looks like. In case anyone is watching and uh, wants to see what the CZ Down. P10 looks bit. like, yeah, yeah. There we go. I got, got my camera turned on. Beautiful gun. It's got front and rear cocking serrations. It has serrations on the side of the frame for you to place your trigger finger on when you're, you know, reloading or unloading or moving. Um, it has a trigger safety like a Glock. Trigger is much much better than a factory. Glock trigger, for example. We always compare it to the Glock, but it's also better than the MP and several others. Short reset, about five and a half pounds. It has um, nice texturing on the grip. It's stippled front, back, and sides. The magazine release is kind of low profile. So if you're carrying this gun or using it as a duty gun in courses or something, it's not going to like snag on stuff, but at the That's same good. time, it has a lot of surface area, so you can you can get to it even if you have you know small thumbs. It has ambidextrous slide stop. So that means it's on the left and right side. It comes with three dot sights, but I've blocked out my rear sights and added a green fiber optic to the front there. Huh. So there are some Cajun Gunworks upgraded parts available for this gun. It's got a super, super long grip. It's I mean, longer than it really needs to be. And that's because the mags are super long as well. And that's because in Freedomville, USA, They are 19-round capacity, not 17. Hmm. Another nail in the Glock coffin. So it's CZ. CZ has been around for, well, longer than Glock. They make the um, world-famous CZ 75 and, of course, the Shadow and the Shadow 2 that we all love here so much on Slamfire. So you take that quality and put it into a polymer strike fired handgun. Boom. That's what you get. I love them. Absolutely love them. I shot that gun and, and like first magazine I put it through, I got on the phone to Jeff. I'm like, I need the compact now. So anyway, you like Street, if you don't shop there, you're communists. communist. What we did this week in guns. Let's see. Um, I got uh, back to work in the basement on reloading projects. I uh, had, I don't know, something like 2,000 rounds of uh, 1,500, 2,000 rounds of nine millimeter that I loaded up that needed to be case gauged and stored away. So I did that. And then I switched the press back over to 223 and finished my reloading for 223 and case gauged that, put that all in stripper clips and put that away in cans. And then today, uh, yeah, last night, yesterday, yesterday into last night. And again, today I spent the day um, sorting literally an accumulation a year years worth of uh range brass that accumulated in my basement and um it was in different bags and boxes and rubber maids and I finally got through it all and sorted it all by of course, you know, it's dirty and it's nine mil and forty and forty-five and two two three and all that stuff. Um now I'm gonna check and see if I can wear out a Dylan vibratory tumbler. I'm gonna yes. Yeah. I've got all the nine mil brass that other Trevor brought me, plus I've got about a half a five gallon bucket of my own dirty nine mil. So, I'm going to clean it all. And um, to get it like really, really clean in that vibratory mm-hmm. tumbler with the media that I have, I have the small grit, fine um, corn cob media and it does a great job, mm-hmm. but you got to leave it in a long time. So, it's like put it yep. on, leave it overnight. So,
2: I've heard of some people saying to use wax of some kind to keep the shine longer.
0: Curwax. Yeah, and it's not that it makes it shine longer; it's that it just comes out. I mean, you can polish brass, right? Brass will take a real nice shine. Um, so, if you put brass brass uh, polish in your media, yeah, and it comes out looking super shiny, super clean inside mm-hmm. and out. So, uh, I can't be bothered. As long as I got all the carbon and stuff off, I'm happy. I used to have a mm-hmm. bottle of the Dillon polish, and when it was done, I'd, I never bothered to replace it. It's just not that important to me. So, yeah, that's uh, that's all I did. Gun stuff this week. Sold some guns and brought some guns to the post office. I brought one one box to the post office, weighed th- 33 pounds. It contained five single shot cooies. Sold oh. all the coues. Um. What's shipping man. <laughs> um the three boxes, Kelly, cost one hundred forty dollars to ship. No, that's not
1: bad, actually. It's mm. not bad. You Say so. Yeah. Oh, I'm used to sending some heavy stuff across the country. It oh, that's usually good. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Do you guys have one of the Canada Post business uh, things? Oh yeah. Yeah, I keep meaning yep. to get one, but anyway. Um yeah, so who's next? Uh Adriel. Yeah, I will. guess. All yeah. right, go ahead, bud. Uh,
2: I have been... So I made up uh, some 6.5 Creedmoor. I didn't go to the range. Uh, I've been prepping up three or eight brass. I've got them all sized now. And now I am uh, getting into trimming them. So I wanted to show the the Lee way of doing
0: this because it's the cheap way. <sighs> yeah. it, it, it's garbage. It okay. actually trims them shorter than what the recommended length is. And it wears out. Oh.
2: Oh. I don't care. It's cheap. It's fast.
0: <laughs> it's, it's cutting them shorter than it's supposed to.
2: Uh, is this going to affect the performance in my M1 Garand as
0: I blast away with it?
1: Fine. So is it, no? boogaloo, is it boogaloo
0: ammo? It's boogaloo approved.
1: Then
2: it's. it's uh, I'm bored, and I just want to make some ammo, and Problem. I don't want to. Also, I don't want to take Adriel, like forever to cut these things down.
0: Well, you won't take forever because your your cutter that came with your little lead tool is going to wear out in 50 cases, and it's not no, going to cut it shit. Not oh. because I have had this.
2: I have done probably a thousand with this. Oh my god! So far,
0: wow. Mine, my so. stuff wore out quick because brass is soft, but it's very uh, abrasive, and it will wear out those steel cutters. Mm, okay. Mine still looks good. Yeah, good man. Keep going till. Yeah.
2: The- and I've got I've got one of those uh, case prep expresses that I'll use to uh, to do the champ around
0: on there afterwards. Mm-hmm. The only problem to that system, well, one of the other problems is put it into the chuck, tighten it, take it out. You're right to have the glove for sure. Glove is high. They recommend you wear your fingers. Like they, they, yeah. they sell a, a ball
2: or something like that for the cutter that as well. That would be like a, a bit easier to grip. Because I find if I do like 200 cases with this, it starts to wear on my fingers. Mm. But
0: I put yeah. mine in a drill press, and then I have to worry about the battery. Yeah, uh, it's pretty pretty good.
2: I usually, like, I've, I've got, like, a, a box of uh, that I'm using to, like, catch shavings here. Mm-hmm. So I don't get little brass shavings all over the, the carpet in here. Hi, yeah. And then step on them later and be like, ah, what the hell is heck? that? What is that? Stupid little brass shavings. Anyways, I'm almost done trimming all of these. So I don't have enough bullets to make them all. I just want to, like, get them all done at the same time and have them all in the same state. So mm-hmm. that they're all fully prepped because once the cases are fully prepped and trimmed and everything, the rest of the reloading is super easy and super quick, like ridiculously quick. I've got a RCBS charge master over here for the powder. And that's nice because uh, in the time it takes you to load a bullet, uh, onto onto your cartridge and run it and do whatever kind of checks you you need to it's got the powder done so you put that one off the side you grab that guy you pour the powder in put the pan back go do your thing by the time you're done powder is ready to go again so it's super super nice uh, on that you can get into a really good rhythm doing that
0: question about powder and powder dispensers mm-hmm. you shared a photo with us today of a Lee powder dispenser. <laughs>
1: it was clean, right? It has not been used. It
0: wasn't right? mine. It wasn't mine. Okay. It wasn't yours. Okay. <laughs> so All describe right. that for the listeners and viewers.
2: It was one of the uh, perfect powder measures, the uh, the ones where you go like this and it, uh, the guy was Dispenses. using it for coffee. Yeah, yeah. he was using it, it for was perfect screwed,
0: coffee. Screwed to a cutting board and, and then placed on the kitchen counter filled with sugar. sugar. I could just see a coffee cup going underneath that. Spin the handle, dispenses the sugar. It's perfect, brilliant. I
2: love it. <laughs> you know that would be really cool for not sugar, but the uh, fake sugar, because the fake sugar is like Linda? you need you need that stuff like metered out correctly. A little bit too much, no it's good. It's
1: really sweet, yeah.
2: Mm, mm. <laughs> and then you could, yeah. I've got one of those or... perfect powder measures. I wonder if I put a whole bunch of. Uh, I've I've got that fake sugar the. Uh, Splenda, Splenda, yeah, Splenda. I got a whole bunch of that stuff. Yeah, maybe I'll, maybe I'll, maybe I'll use the perfect powder measure for the Splenda. Mm-hmm. That's the real killer yes. app here, not the sugar.
1: Yeah,
2: stat yeah. calories. Mm. <laughs> am I convincing you of this? No.
1: Nope.
2: Yep. <laughs> well, I, I am. I I'm a little bit bored, and yeah. uh, I <laughs> might do some
0: stupid stuff just because I can, and uh, therefore I will. <laughs> right. Cool. Yeah. No, I will have to. Um explain to jordan when he comes on for our next microcast um that you will be the one asking the ridiculous questions about foolishness Yeah, yes where
2: i'm at right now where i, am, at. I oh. am all ridiculous all the time because i accept it all my serious time is uh, gone so i work during the day and make ammo and play video games and do stupid stuff mm-hmm. the
1: video game playing going
0: We are, uh, we balance each other out. There's no doubt about it. I am on one end of the uh, COVID experience spectrum, and you are uh... (laughs) firmly on the other side. (laughs) I'm not sure if you're on the spectrum. You're like that UV area that we can't see. That's (laughs) what you're on.
1: Adriel has always been like Max Relax, nothing bothers him.
2: Not much. Not much. I would like to go to the range. I have this nice Matrix aerospace rifle
0: that I built. I would like to take my hands assembled gun to the range. Shut up. That's what you need to do. It's non-restricted, moron. You don't need to go to the range. You can take it wherever the hell you want. Oh, yeah. Just find some crown land around Edmonton.
2: <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, around this uh, one million person city. Yes, I'm sure there'll be lots of crown land I can go see and just drive out into the bush. It's Head- not all privately owned. <laughs> Head north, man. Yeah, yeah. I'll um, I might, I might take it out this weekend and right.
0: uh, I might try it on a gopher. Well,
2: who knows? Who knows? Right?
0: That would be wonderful. Nothing would please me more.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's that is all I've been up to. Definitely. Yeah,
0: already
1: it's been a short week for everybody.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: The reason is because everybody talked about it two days ago, three days ago.
0: Yeah. Right? That too. Yeah. Well, uh, if we don't no. talk about our gun stuff on the microcast, then we'll have stuff to talk about on the regular show. It's almost I like
2: literally like reviewed all the stuff I did from last week just now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I made some
2: six five, didn't go to the range, and I prepped up some three oh eight cases. That's it. Excellent.
0: Kelly, what about you? You doing anything?
1: No, not much. Nope. I talked about getting the 1022 on Saturday from SFRC for my dad because of his retirement. So, yeah, he got that. He loves it. By the way, he he's all excited about going out and trying it out. Uh, He's going to be going out to my brother's place. My brother actually sent me a message today and said, "Here's some targets. Come out to my place." And I said, "Yeah, sure." Uh, When uh, again, when we're not social distancing isolation mm-hmm. whatever uh, I'm gonna go out to his place did you
2: uh, bolt on your your dad's 1022
1: nope didn't do anything so that's the other thing um, I basically because he uh, again social isolation so I dropped mm-hmm. it off at his place kind of like left it in the house while he's sleeping and uh, then we're gonna talk about some of the things that like he has never had a I don't know if he's ever had a 1022. He says I want a 1022. So here's some of the things that he needs to do. I actually wanted a little bit different version, but because everybody, all of the kids were going in on it together, I said, okay, let's just get this one basic one. It comes with um comes with the scope and it came up it came with the hard case as well.
2: Oh, that uh, one, yeah. yeah. You know.
1: But anyways, um, it's not the one that I would probably have picked but there's some things that we can do to it to make it a little bit better. So I'll talk to him about doing the bolt um, mod. Um, I have the extended mag release and I also have some, uh, the buffer pins. So I'm going to actually change those out for him too. Um, And the other thing that he needs is he needs an extended um, rail because he doesn't have, he just has the regular mounts on it and it's, yeah, the scope's not very good either. So, we'll talk about those things. So, yeah, um, but he's excited about going and trying it out, and you know, trying it out with rabbits and different things like that. So,
0: yeah,
2: perfect rabbit gun. Yep.
1: Um, I did actually. T- start talking about it last week, but you guys are talking about Pornhub or whatever, Um, but it's a perfect opportunity to talk about renewing your memberships. I was able to renew my CCFR membership, my individual one, and then I actually, what I got, it was, I got it with the legal package. Everybody needs to do that, plus the high capacity magazine, so you can get those magazines once every quarter. Um, Also renewed the business CCFR membership, also renewed my membership at my local range as well. And the reason that we need to do that is right now, the ranges. I know that people aren't able to go to their range, but they still need the money to function. So,
2: some of them are still open.
1: Um, yeah, some of them are still open. Majority aren't, but I'm just saying, if it's time for you renew, think about actually renewing and not asking for any money back right now. Um, and it's just because, again, they're going to have they have overhead to cover, and um, you know they are they're counting on that membership too. So, yeah. So, um, and. Oh, and the other thing, too, I went and got it while, he, while Trevor was talking. You guys, you need to do this. <laughs> this is, what is this? Describe it. This is actually, so I'm holding up a bowl, and it has sourdough starter in it. So I'm part of the Bigaloo Bread Club. <laughs> so am I. Yeah, I added Adriel. So it's a group of gunnies that are on uh, on Facebook who joined this facebook group about and we were, we were cooking bread i'm not eating bread but i'm gonna cook bread and then i spent three hours yesterday looking for flour and yeast and just driving around
0: are Gone. you putting gunpowder in it or something no, no? it's okay.
1: boogaloo bread so basically because bread the
0: boogaloo and bread i don't think go hand in hand but yeah they, a, do. they expert. do they do you need they to
2: cook. make your own food you can turn a whole like a little bit of flour into like a whole bunch of bread
1: Right, and right now what's happening is the uh, toilet paper shortage, which is no longer. Um, mm-hmm. It's now na- it's it's now flour and yeast. So none of the stores have flour and yeast. So, and those people are baking because they're bored and they want to make their own bread. So I've started a, a mm-hmm. I've started a sourdough starter. So in one week from now, I'm going to have sourdough bread. I'm not going to eat it. I'll probably give it away.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: Anyways, um so yeah, if anybody's interested, uh let me know and I'll add them to the group or Adriel can add them to the group or whatever. So a whole bunch of us are all on there. We're posting our pictures of carb
0: If anybody wants to hit me up for some Boogaloo ammo reloading recipes, because you know
1: Yeah, it's, it's better.
0: Well it's yeah.
1: Yeah. This is
0: like that. reloading
2: your food. You're right. reloading it's... your your food, yeah. Uh now I don't make my own bread, but I did post a picture of a of a grocery store pizza that uh that I picked up. And the everybody, people were very supportive of my yeah. grocery store pizza because they thought I made it.
1: Yeah, everybody thought you made it because it looks kind of homemade. So it looks It looked pretty kinda good.
2: crappy, right? It's because it's a five dollar grocery store pizza. Perfect.
1: You should have said, yeah, that's me.
2: <laughs> no, I said, Am I doing this right? And I clearly wasn't.
1: Everybody's going, Yeah, yeah. It looks awesome. Yeah.
2: Cool.
0: Anything yeah. else not gun related? you want to talk about Kelly before we go move on?
1: You mean like your RC cars or video gaming? No, I'm I good. Thank you. I don't you. recall
0: bringing up either of those subjects tonight.
1: <laughs> no.
0: All right. I'm, I'm uh, good. upcoming events. Um, we had a conversation about the charity shoot, and uh, just to let everybody know that May fifteenth will be the cutoff. So what we mean by that is, if we are out of quarantine before May 15th, we'll go ahead with the event. If on May 15th, we are still in quarantine, we will cancel the event. So I said it before, you want a refund, you go to practice score and um, withdraw withdraw, and we'll process a refund, or you can just leave it there and we'll uh, send an EMT over to the Rodney Harquill Memorial Fund with whatever money we've collected so far. Um doo, 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 doo. or we could always talk about rolling it into next year.
1: Yep, we're gonna do yeah. that. Too.
0: Yeah, just I think the thing to do is just hold the charity shoot, same same bat channel, same bat time, year from now, everything else remains same, same charity, etc. So uh um, just like bumping the Olympics down the road. Same. You scale. Got it. Same idea, yeah. So uh news. Anything, uh Adriel? Urban Tactical.
2: Uh, yeah, Urban yeah. Tactical got broken into. That's new.
0: Yep. Mm, gun shops in Quebec are getting popped too, yeah.
2: guys. I don't think they got anything though, because like uh they didn't have any guns out because they're in lockdowns. So they probably like packed all their stuff up and uh and are like are are just doing the mail order thing. So I don't yep. think they got anything.
0: Hmm. Dummies. But
1: they did uh, leave behind some prints. Apparently. So, oh, good. Yeah. yeah. So, apparently, they're going to get a little visit from uh, the friendly neighborhood RCMP at some point. Cool, us
0: get swatted. Yay. Um, new gun stuff, Adriel. You got uh, something here. Go Tenda has got the uh, MC9T. Yeah. It's, uh,
2: I don't think I've covered this one before. Like, they had the red dot version before, but they didn't have yep. the red dot version with the fancier trigger. I don't know if you can call it that on a Turk gun, but... Uh, it's yeah, a we
0: had one at trigger. the shop. We oh, had how the, are they? Uh, they're fine. It was
2: the a five red inch. dot on there? Like That's that's the question it I've got. was a Viper. No way.
0: Yeah. It was a really? Vortex Viper, yeah. Huh. huh. Yeah, we had the 4-inch guns and we had the 5-inch guns, like the Glock 17 versus the Glock 34. Mm-hmm. So it would have been like your Glock 34. Um, these uh, serrations cut into the slide, and uh, yeah, optic ready right on the, right right on the gun, optic included.
2: Huh? Yeah. And it's, uh, yeah. Serrations, different trigger. Wow. Not just serrations. Um,
0: lightning what, cuts. What are those lightning cuts called? Lightning, lightning cuts. cuts. No, yeah. there's another word for it. Skeletonized. The slide's been skeletonized. Yeah. yeah. To reduce weight so that you
2: can run a red dot on it. It's the same as before. Something like that. yeah Yeah. anyways yeah that was neat
0: and then the world's squarest um break
2: yep squarest and probably one of the cheapest ones in canada the true story uh, yeah specter's got a a glock break 50 bucks (laughs) Mm 49.95 that's a cheap break yep yeah yeah thoughts fits in with the rest of the gun like (laughs) it's it's square like the rest of it you don't like square
0: uh no no I just think uh, it's fifty bucks and you get what you pay for and it looks like it's held on with two set screws.
1: Yep. Maybe. So
0: so screw like you screw it on and you tighten the set screws. I've never uh, never seen you have to, th- you know, is it threaded? It has to be. Because be.
2: there's there would be nothing like you have to thread on something that's going to pull on the gun like that. It yeah. says
1: threaded mm-hmm. TPI threaded muzzle yeah. brake compensator for a call. yeah.
2: Okay, perfect. Yep. So you'd need a gun that can take a break on it. You'd need something that's got the threads on it. It's very compact. So then you
0: jam those set screws into your threads.
1: Yep. Damn, I'm just really, looking to see if it doesn't
0: really seem like a great idea.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe there's something else that locks it on.
1: Anyways. A wish and new. a prayer is what.
2: There
0: you a go. A
1: little bit of spit.
0: Yeah, spit on it. <laughs> works every time that works every time yeah <laughs> that works great yeah all right listeners yeah. uh no yeah listener feedback is all we're going to do this week so um yep gonna we got a fair amount of feedback and some things to talk around so we're going to make our feedback our main topic so listener feedback is as always brought to you by Armory DC Gunsmith, who is a full-service gunsmith who specializes in firearms refinishing. He offers hot-bluing, park-rising, Cerakote finishes, as well as wood refinishing. Check out his online inventory of new and used guns, firearms accessories, optics, and more at dcgunsmith.ca. You can also follow him on Instagram and Facebook. I got a red dot in the mail, actually, right now. Oh, did the, I built an AR. Why didn't I show you guys the AR I built? What do you yeah, do this week? Time. Oh, nothing. Just some reloading. Crime. <laughs> I built an AR. Anyway. I'll show it next week. I gotta go take it and get it cited in.
2: You know, um, before we get to the listener feedback, yeah. Um, man. Uh Mr. Mead on uh, Facebook was mentioning, hey, what about the new strike eagles from Vortex? I did we talk about these? Like we did. Uh, yeah, yeah, we, we did we talked about the six twenty four, not yeah, the one to six and the one to eight. Yeah. I don't okay. know what's new on those though.
0: Do you uh, know no, what's new on the one to six? No, no, no. The new Strike Eagle isn't like the old Strike Eagle. It's like it's basically like a Diamondback. It's got the, uh, it doesn't. It's got a bigger eyepiece and stuff. Mm-hmm. There's a a video that Vortex just put out comparing the new Strike Eagles to something.
2: Looks like they've got a throw lever that's said. built into it, which is kind of cool.
0: Hey, you want to pull it up? Yeah. Uh, How about he email us and we'll make it part of the main topic.
1: Well, (laughs) we did talk about it a little bit last week during the episode.
2: Not the not the other ones, though. I don't know that they had a new a new one to six and new one to eight. This is the one to six and one 8 They got a that's a different reticle.
1: Yep.
0: Okay, so the ones that the Strike Eagles that are currently out there, like I have, the six Mm -hmm. has a Christmas tree that's inverted, and then the one to eight has like your typical triangular um, reticle. Uh So there's like a gen, excuse me, like a gen two strike eagle yeah um i like that
2: throw lever on there yep that's that's handy for uh for three gun and that kind of thing these turrets those are nice and compact yep i go back and forth like having nice real big exposed knobs is is nice for uh for PRS and that kind of thing but for three gun it's it's not nice and i would rather not have like really super exposed turrets on a on a three gun or an action rifle just cuz they get in the way and they get zipped by uh, barriers or your buddies. I I have buddies with the your like bunny ears on that.
0: I'm not seeing anything on their website about a introducing the new that's ammo land. Mm-hmm. Let's See here. <clears throat> Updated 1 to 6 and
2: 1 to 8. Their value, their so value price scopes, right? Yeah. Uh, well yeah, the reticle, are. the reticles is definitely new. Uh, I have not seen. I that, don't see radical. anything. Oh, it says cleaner, sleeker profile. So that's new.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And those prices are. We were talking about that last week as well. We were comparing the prices, and somebody mentioned that uh, those are actually U.S. dollars. So
0: I'm not, not seeing to any new. It's gonna be a little
1: bit more expensive
0: or here. Were you seeing this new reticle? Uh, on
2: the Ammo Land uh, article I just had up there. And then they had a link over to Amazon, where yes, Amazon, where they're showing the reticle as well.
1: There was two reticle options, wasn't there?
0: Yeah, well, the, yeah. the, the, there a couple. Yes and no. The 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 one to six had one reticle, and the one to eight had a different yeah. reticle. You right. couldn't you couldn't get the one to six reticle in your one to eight. Right. Mm-hmm. And the one to six reticle, I I did not uh, like as much as the one to eight. Yeah, I'm on the MOLAN article. I don't see any reticle, I just see a video.
2: Click through to the like there's an the MSRP thing where it says strike Eagle one six and one to eight. Mm hmm. Click on those, that'll get you to Amazon. Amazon has the pictures of um,
0: the nope. reticles. No, I must not be in the same. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, uh, I much prefer the reticle <laughs> I have now. Oof.
2: I mean, like, the the, the problem with a one-to-anything, a one-to-six,
0: one one-to-eight... Oh, eight. like, they made the one-to-six and one-to-eight reticle the same this time.
2: Yeah, like, a, a second focal plane, you'd have to use it all the way zoomed in, and all the way zoomed in, uh, for, like, you ha- it has to be second plane, for a first focal on a, on a low magnification scope like that it gets real silly when you zoom it in, mm-hmm. um, but... Uh, yeah, I, I would. I, I do a lot of my three gun shooting at lower magnification. I don't crank it up all the way to uh, to do a lot of the long stuff. So, yeah. I I probably wouldn't find much use in the in the drop uh, uh, reticles that they have on those, especially since it's second focal
0: plane. Ooh. But
1: is it yeah. okay?
2: Yeah, cool. second focal plane.
0: All right. Anything else on the Facebook before we jump to the regular feedback? Nope. Okay. First one comes from Dan. Dang, I was listening to the Trap Podcast and Mini Podcast today, and the topic of mag-fed shotguns was briefly brushed over. Now I'm worried that my choice of a mag-fed grizzly was a bad decision. I have never heard anyone mention the shells deforming after being in a magazine for too long. That makes two of us what are my options to make sure this choice for home defense gun doesn't leave my high, doesn't leave me high and dry in an emergency with your grizzly. That's the least of your worries. Um, no. Can you folks talk about this subject? I currently just leave my target loads. There's your problem in my magazine. So in case of an Ian Thompson situation, I can claim that my mags were still loaded from the range
1: And and
0: now this this letter is being submitted in court by the prosecution and not for home defense. I'm not well versed in the different types of ammunition. And I'm not even sure what Trevor means by high brass to prevent shells from deforming. I would greatly appreciate more discussion on this topic. Okay, let's pick this part one at a time. Grizzly mag-fed shotguns are the least reliable on the market and most prone to failures to feed, so maybe not your best choice. You could go with a Mossberg mag-fed or a Remington mag-fed, unless you've tested this with you know many many rounds, lots of shells, lots of shells. shells.
2: Like I I had one uh, chamber was rough, so trying to sometimes trying to extract is really stiff. You can polish the chamber on that, and that will make a big difference on extract. Um, I didn't have any problems on fail to feed, but fail to extract. It was definitely rough off, off, and, and the machining is, is rough on it. So you'd have to run yeah. a few hundred rounds through it to really feel confident in it, I guess, is, is yeah. what I would
0: for recommend. Sure. Yeah. Um, so the other thing you said that's concerning is target loads and home defense. So those are two <laughs> different things, two different applications. Um, target loads are for target. Bird shot is for birds. So you want to look at slugs or um, uh, buckshot, buckshot. and let me show you what I mean by high brass. So if you're listening, you'll have to go back and find this episode on YouTube and look at the video to see what high brass means. But you know how your target loads have this little piece of steel at the very bottom that has hardly no material to it whatsoever around the rim. That's a low brass case. This is a high brass case, and it's what the name implies. There's brass that goes half, well, not halfway, it goes a, a, you know, about a quarter of the way up the side of the hull. That's mm-hmm. high brass. High brass stems from when shotgun shells were black powder, and the more powerful ones had more black powder and would burn up the shell. So they went with longer brass to contain the heat of the powder charge. But now it's all smokeless powder. We don't even need high brass anymore, but we use it anyway because it's cool and typically buckshot and slugs come in high brass so make sure the gun's reliable make sure the chamber's polished and the it feeds and extracts take your target loads out of your magazine and put it the appropriate ammunition for the task at hand in them and um yeah deforming The reason why the high brass doesn't deform is because all the pressure is on the brass, the pressure of the spring on the follower, pushing the rounds up against the feed lips. Well, my feed lips are impacted by the high brass of the shell, not the plastic of the hull. So target loads are cheap and in every which way, shape or form. And that's why we use them for target shooting. And that's why they can deform if they're left in the bags with uh, target loads in them. Mm -hmm. And that's with, um, Uh,
2: Three gun, uh, what a lot of guys will do if they have those big 10 round stick mags or or more, uh, they'll stick them in a cooler in between stages to keep them chilled off and not warm where they can start to deform and start to cause issues with them. It's very common in three gun. Now, if you're running high brass uh, buckshot or slugs, you may relieve the pressure off the plastic and then it doesn't matter. Mm. Mm -hmm.
1: But would you be doing it in three gun? Yeah.
2: Uh, high brass or what?
1: High brass buckshot,
2: and buckshot Um, stage sometimes, yeah. They're like uh, three gun nation has buckshot as like a thing, but it's a pain in the butt to run in a match because it just shreds targets and stands, and Mm -hmm. you got to like check your hits on it. So, we don't actually run it at, at my local club, okay. Um, and none of the stage or none of the matches I've been to run buckshot just cuz it's it's hard on targets. Yep.
0: I, I have a couple times killing and what we do is uh, and there's actually rules around how to score these kinds of things in um in the IPSC shotgun world. They'll yep. say they'll determine the maximum number of hits. Or sorry, for a stage in shotgun, they have a maximum number of rounds and a maximum number of hits. And you're like, how could my hits exceed the number of rounds? Well, because buckshot so you mm-hmm. could shoot um buckshot at a target and take your best five scoring hits so the five pellets in the highest scoring zone if you get eight on target or nine on target or depending on how many pellets were in your buckshot load we're only going to score your five best or your four best whatever the mass director decides to so set up and <laughs> yeah. like adriel said they destroy stuff so i've never shot a buckshot at a target inside of 25 yards and uh, the first time I did it was with a cylinder bore. <laughs> I got two on average per target. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you so. know, the,
2: the the fun thing about uh, shotguns is you think about like uh, inside a house and like cylinder bore is fine because the distances are so close. Like your spread is nothing. Yeah. Next then you're, you're going to take... say I don't even have to aim it. Well, no. <laughs> uh, uh, Not really. But then you get up to 25 Wait. yards and all of a sudden that... That tight pattern uh, in in close quarters at twenty five yards, huge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know you're missing
0: like a, a ton of pellets with it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But I'm close. It's like getting hit with five nine mil slugs at once. Yeah, all in one spot. Yeah. So, yeah. all right, who's got the next one from Travis?
1: I'll read it. So this is from Travis. I have a Ruger AR five five six, and I have two options for red dots sitting on my gun bench: a Bushnell a TRS twenty five and a Burr-S Fast Fire three with three 30- oh. 3 MOA red dot. I feel like the Bushnell is tougher and has more brightness settings, but the Fastfire has a wider field of view, which would uh which would you put on and why? And thanks for putting out uh putting thanks for always putting together a great show. I can't talk. Uh so yeah, so
0: I'm going to go Burris Fastfire just because I feel that the Burris name these days is more reputable and produces better quality targets than Bushnell. And I just, I just feel better about a Burris product than I do a Bushnell product, especially a red dot. I feel like the Bushnell red dots are all probably made in a warehouse in China and Burris maybe too, but I think Burris has just been producing illuminated scopes and red dots. Maybe if I'm not mistaken, a little bit longer Mm -hmm. and, uh, I've handled both Burris scopes and Bushnell scopes and red dots of both manufacturers. And I, I tend to feel that the Burris is just a better quality product. They have an AR fast fire.
2: Like they have Mm -hmm. a fast fire and they have an AR fast fire. And the difference between the two is that the AR fast fire has protection for the red dot for Mm -hmm. the, I'm talking the Burris, the TRS 25 works too. I, I know lots of guys who run those and they're surprisingly cheap and durable for a an inexpensive red dot i wouldn't put them up against a a aim point or something like that but um, but they they work for the price i think if i was going to run that fast fire i might want to run that mount that that ar mount that has the protection on it because it's just a little window with a little piece of like it doesn't look beefy enough for abuse if you're going to throw abuse at it if you're not going to throw abuse at it, the fast fire is probably better. I wonder which one. I I wonder which battery lasts longer and what the battery replacement is like. Mm. Because yes. some red dots are really good with batteries. Like my Aimpoint is good for like three years. It's just on all the time.
0: If right. we knew a guy that reviewed gear, Kelly, we could suggest that he get a bunch of budget entry level red dots given to him by sponsors, right? Yep. For him to review on his channel, and we'd have a budget red dot shootout video. What do you think of that idea?
1: I think it's a really good idea.
0: Too bad we don't know somebody.
1: I know, Adriel, why don't you do that? Um, I had a question about it um, because C says that the Burris Fastfire is three MOA. Mm-hmm. What are your concerns about that? It, don't have any. No. Well, three MOA. So the AR.
0: I got okay. some six MOA dots.
2: Yeah. You wouldn't you wouldn't want to use that on an AR though. Like okay. I've got uh, I've got a two, and that's fine. I depends use that. Way, I use that. How way far
0: he wants to shoot, I mean.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know three
0: MOA is three inches a hundred, but I mean.
1: When we're talking about fifty fine. yards, right? Though.
0: He's not bullseye shooting, guys. It doesn't I, matter. I Metal or meat. Put the red on the thing and make it dead. I mean, Fine. I use
2: I use a red dot for like long distance three gunning. Yeah, but you're dumb. You're <laughs> to use a scope.
0: You don't know mm-hmm. any better. I beat the guys with the scopes though. Sometimes yeah, you shoot better too. I didn't say yeah. you. I didn't say you weren't a good shot. I said you were dumb. <laughs> They're two different things. Now come on.
2: Uh, well, okay. So this the Burris has a 1632 battery, which is a tiny little guy. Oh, I don't think that's going to last that long. That's not good. I didn't realize that. Uh, whereas what does the other one use? uh TRS 25 battery uses a 2032 <laughs> not that much better
0: <laughs> no yeah i disagree no it may not it i mean it's just so Bigger. common in all of our yeah. optics these days yep. and readily 2032 made. is easy to find
2: very yep. easy to yep. find 3000 hours for the Bushnell like this burst is Vortex not going to be that so three thousand hours versus 3, 000, uh,
0: battery life.
2: Five thousand on the fast fire. Ha! Huh? All right.
0: There you go. Burst fast fire. That's different good. battery though, right? Different battery. Yeah. 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 Okay. So different battery, but more time. Well, or it's a smaller battery though. A
2: sixteen. Uh, uh well, is smaller than a twenty. It could be. No, no, no. It's it's like it's the same width. It's just like skinnier on the sixteen thirty two versus the twenty thirty two. It has a smaller battery and it lasts longer.
0: Perfect, Mm -hmm. because it's a better product that sucks less light.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like the better, the better red dots like are super efficient. I think the Comp M four goes eight years or something stupid. Like your battery, like the lifetime of the battery is probably less than the lifetime that it takes to. Take down all the power on it, like the shelf life. You wouldn't want to put a, a battery on the shelf for eight years and like pull it out. Anyways,
0: maybe no, long not. Who would not? Dots. Cool. All right. Um, hey, uh, Adriel, do you want to read Joel's? Mm, yeah, you bet.
2: Uh, happy apocalypse, slamfire family. Oh. I've been tricking out a Bear Defense 12-gauge shotgun. Oh, Bear Defense, yes! Sweet. For a while, <laughs> but I've run into a question how to mount a red dot on it. Oh, My Canuck Defender comes with an 11-millimeter dovetail, but I can't find a red dot that mates with this. Do you know of a reliable 11-millimeter dovetail to Picatinny rail adapter, so I may use a Vortex with my bear gun? I'm trying to avoid the gunsmithing drill tap solution so I don't have to be without the gun. Are there any
0: other solutions to this problem?
2: 11 millimeter? Mm. Really?
0: I'm looking at the Connect Defender that you reviewed there, Adriel, on your blog. Mm-hmm. Is there a, a, a rail that screws to the top of that receiver um, that's oh. compatible with Mossberg or Remington?
2: I don't remember a rail being on the top of the thing.
0: No, I didn't say there was. I'm asking if there is one that's right. compatible. Is the receiver pre-drilled? And if so, what pattern?
2: I don't think it's pre-drilled for anything. Like there is a a groove in the top, but it's like your standard like shotgun. Yeah, yeah, look true. along this. Look along this part here. It's 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 grooved so that the sunlight doesn't reflect off of it and get in your face.
0: Comes with an eleven millimeter dovetail.
2: That doesn't make any sense because eleven millimeter is three eighths, isn't it? Like that's the that's the rimfire one. I'm gonna look mm-hmm. it up. The only people who use like a a, a non. A a, a a dovetail like that for a centerfire rifle or shotgun would be like CZ has a a, a dovetail.
0: Yep, the eleven millimeter is the twenty two.
2: I don't think it's got an eleven millimeter. Then it doesn't make any sense. There's like there's it's grooved on the top for oh,
0: the sight, but 11 millimeter CZ loophole makes CZ eleven millimeter dovetail rings, and I'm pretty sure those are the uh... hmm.
2: Not seeing a, a rail on any of these other Canucks. Did you say the Defender? Yeah, I did. Defender. Uh, okay. Well, Joel, you'll have to you'll have to let us know. Yeah,
0: like, that's 22 stuff. Even, even if I and... look up the rail, if I look up the rail, adriel, I get 22 stuff too. Now, you can get adapters, right? Like, I'm on Amazon.com. And there is a Mizugiwa eleven millimeter dovetail to twenty millimeter Weaver. The, there's up...
2: not a dovetail on this thing. No All one right. would put a dovetail on a shotgun. Doesn't make any sense. It, it 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 can't take that that kind of recoil.
0: All right, Joel. As soon as you hear this, please take pictures and email them to slamfireradio@gmail.com, and we will help sort this out. Maybe, From Joel number maybe two. We'll just get confused. Hey guys, love the show. I've been a listener since around episode two hundred or so. And I've been enjoying it ever since. I recently changed jobs and with a shorter commute, I don't listen to nearly as many podcasts as I used to. But Slamfire is still one. I still make sure to listen to every episode. I have a few questions to ask you guys, but I figured I'll ask one at a time so I don't eat up too much time uh, all at once or get shorter answers to each. I love the banter. I just started taking my eight-year-old daughter to the range and she's loving it. The first day she wanted to stay longer and longer and when we finally had to go, she begged to come back the next day, but I couldn't do the work. And then the weather shifted and the range is is inaccessible. Hmm. I lucked out with my son, who even though he is left handed, uh, thanks for like pointing out like even though he's like he's acknowledging <laughs> the deficiency here. Right, it's acknowledging it. Even though my son is handicapped and has <laughs> left-handedness, he is right eye dominant. Oh, that's oh, good. Yeah. that's good. So he's not a complete write-off. And it's no need to put him for up for adoption. So he's left left eye dominant, right-handed, and shoots right-handed. However, when it comes to my daughter, I had the opposite problem. She is right-handed but left eye dominant. Oh, so you know what she's doing, right, Kelly? She's doing that big lean. She twisting her head all over. Can
1: continue reading? Yeah.
0: Oh man. <laughs> Uh da, 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 da. okay. She was shooting a savage rascal uh right hand in 22, and the size is about perfect for her. However, yeah, right. she was arching, yeah, arch arch arching her head way over the comb to get the sight picture. They do it so instinctively, right? They I know. have no idea. They just do it yeah. automatically. Their brain says, You can't look with this eye, you need to yeah. look at your right eye, stretch mm-hmm. your head. She was doing um pretty well for her first time out but I think consistency will be a challenge because of her. So you got to put an eye patch on or something like that. Poke her eye out, get rid of her left eye altogether and she'll be fine. (laughs) What's the current wisdom for teaching kids who are cross-eyed dominant? Uh, The current wisdom, uh, according to all the experts is to match your eye in your hand. So she's, and always go with the eye, never the hand. So she's left eye dominant, put the gun in her left hand. Okay. Now, I okay. I'm not saying I agree with that, Kelly, but like no, I don't I know in all Actually, of the I don't. in like Olympic shooting, archery, nope. it's always go with the dominant eye. Go with the dominant eye.
1: Here's what we're gonna do. Next. Okay, so what's the wisdom for teaching kids? I see kids all the time. I also see adults, by the way, who are cross eye dominant. And Yeah, they do the old hunch over thing. Um, there's two options. With kids. And the reason is kids. Because kids
0: they have two eyes.
1: Have two eyes. That's absolutely right. Um, kids actually haven't had years and years and years and years and years of dominance with the hand. So they can actually almost be ambidextrous. However, um, that being said, um, when we get kids that come to maple seed what we'll do is we'll put them through we can see that they're actually cross-eyed dominant almost immediately and um basically we will get them into the position see what's comfortable for them one reason is one thing is you have to make sure that when they're going to be safe to that they're going to be comfortable because if they're not if they're uncomfortable and everything they're going to hate it and they're not going to actually um continue shooting so if they're left-handed um and the right eye dominant we'll try it out with the left hand but nine times out of ten it lasts for about 15 minutes and we switch them over and what we'll do is we'll get them to shoot right-handed and we'll actually patch um their their glasses um so their pp uh their their PP. we don't we don't we'll,
0: patch their pp no no <laughs> ppe that, we, we so that's it
1: with kids, they're kind of like, eh, you know they um they they don't understand. The sound they
0: make really yeah,
1: they actually do. so they don't really understand why we patch classes. Um, I I have masking tape. I just put masking tape on it and I tell them, you know, it's just like, you know, I kind of make a game out of it. I say, it's just like, uh, if you, as if you're like Jack Sparrow or, you know, a pirate or whatever. And then I also actually, sometimes I'll, I'll show them like, um, Olympic shooters where they have, uh, they drop, they drop down, um, mm-hmm. a shade in front of the one eye. And I said, this is like, you guys got superhero powers right here because you know what? You have to, uh, you know, you're going to be like a, we know,
0: get it. You lied to them. Yeah, actually. cover the glasses with and tape. You ha- well, and it's sounds
2: like you have to, it sounds like, because if uh, if you don't, they might not go with it. And right. uh, then they that's know. the
1: that's the thing. They actually adapt to it really, really, really quickly. Now what I've also seen is I've also seen okay, here's the thing. Cross eye dominance, we're seeing a lot more of it happening. Um, and we're seeing a lot more females, so girls specifically, um, it happening as well. Um, They're getting it
0: from the milk, just like autism. That's exactly. Drink milk, um, you get autism, cross-eyed dominance. <laughs> cross-eye
1: dominance. Um, the other thing that I kind of think about also, we have to start thinking about this: like the world is a right-handed world. And this yes, includes, it is. And this includes guns, right?
0: Don't forget, male-dominated.
1: And, yeah, well, I'm trying to fix that. But anyways, it is a, a right-handed. So if no, they're struggling easier. with the left-hand dominance and right eye dominance, I'd actually suggest switching them over. Just patch it. They actually catch on really quickly. And once they actually start hitting things, it's like they want to continue shooting that way. One of the things that I see most, though, is that we'll spend a day or two days with them or however long, and then they actually will go with mom or dad or whoever and then they actually wear glasses and then they don't wear the patch and then they just revert back and everything Mm -hmm. that we talked about just gets switched back and it's just like no if we actually suggest something continue it so that they're not having oh you're muted what happened you hear me now
0: maybe i got muted you were taking 20 minutes to say patch the eye so i muted you that's what happened
1: thanks a lot you're welcome Anyways, patch the eye and also don't teach your own kids. Get somebody else to teach them. Come and see me or your wife. I've also had women who were actually quite upset. They got sent to me because they're cross-eyed dominant. And once we actually just patched the eye, it was just like their marriage survived again, once again, because husbands get mad. Anyways, long story short, just patch the eye.
0: No, that was long. Very long. Shut up. <laughs> we, have,
1: we have we have no main topic. We're we're talking about this. So, Anyways. Mm-hmm.
0: P.S. I really appreciate the mini cast. They're called microcast. Microcast episodes. They're keeping me entertained while trucking down the highway every day. Thank you and thank you, Corey, for trucking down the highway.
1: Wait, did what? you read
0: the? Did we're you read not the top doing part? Corey. Oh, I was the Let P.S. Me, of the. Uh, I skipped so far ahead. Yeah. I just, uh, so I just read Corey's P.S. for Joel's email. That's hilarious. How about we read the rest of Corey's? Uh, who 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 read I'm last? Up. Me, I'm you. Up. All right, go ahead, Take I'm Corey. Up. Hello,
2: Slamfire crew. First of all, Jesus. I just wanted to say that Trevor sucks. Uh, he gave a <laughs> shout out T- it's a good one though. Uh, he gave a shout out to TNA a month or so uh, ago. Uh, since then, I've spent about fifteen hundred dollars there, and it's all his fault. I've Perfect. been listening for a year now and listen to all the back episodes. My gun addiction has been fueled and worsened by all the great information nice. I have learned from this show. Thanks for the great content. Even if I may go broke because of it, Corey. I bet $1,500 sounds a lot like they had a blemished Matrix Aerospace build kit there. That sounds mm. suspiciously yeah. round numberish around there.
1: $1,500, that's not bad.
0: That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I spent the last two days on RC.
1: See? <laughs> now we're talking about RC cars.
0: Actually about 17, but anyway. Yeah. Corey's, Corey's PS I already read.
1: Okay. So was. that's it.
0: All right. Um we've got no new Patreons. However, if you would like to support us in this during this pandemic, you can do so by going over to patreon.com and uh, signing up as a Patreone. You'll get some swag and eventually some form of bonus content. You go to patreon.com forward slash slam fire radio. You can also show us a little bit of love by uh, visiting our site on your way to Cabela's. So if you're going to go to Cabela's um, you can get there by clicking the like that we have on our website. And if you buy something, we get a cut of the action. So remember that you don't have to support us on Patreon, but if you are going to Cabela's, you can go there through us and it would be awesome. I have a shout out for our friend and sometimes co-host Ian from the Canadian Pepper podcast. And I think he's on Canadian Patriot once in a while too. Quite often I see him on there. Um, I got vacuum sealed fresh forty five seventy brass in the mail today. So Ooh. no one's ever seen vacuum sealed my brass before. Appreciate it. Anybody else? Adriel,
2: uh, Ian as well, because he he also sent me some brass, some six 5 brass. Oh, you got him on the last one. Yeah, I turned it. I turned it to some ammo, but I don't know if I thanked him on the. You thanked him personally. Us. Yes, I did.
0: He yeah. was on the
2: show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Might buy that uh Nork 22 from me. He was asking about it.
0: Oh, cool. Some info on that. Yeah, excellent.
1: Hmm. I am good.
0: I was any any other ones, uh, Adriel. You good? No, I'm sorry, Kelly. Go ahead, please.
1: Yep. So, I just want to give out a shout out to (laughs) Bren, um, again from Tough Duck. Thanks again for the swag. I wore it last week, but I forgot to give him a shout out for it. So
0: what is Tough Duck?
1: Tough Duck is a Canadian corporation that provides PPE as well as um, work gear. Uh, so Tough Duck,
0: they make PPEs. CA. Are they just distribute them or they're what's going on with that?
1: So they make PPE, which is like things like vests, um, you know, helmets, different masks, vests,
2: masks. So they make masks.
1: I don't know if they there actually do cool, make. Like... Oh, you know what? No, 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 no. They are. They're switching over their production on uh, over to masks and oh, other. Cool. Peop- so yeah, they actually are doing it. They're they're based out of Winnipeg. So and yeah, so I got, Sweet. I got I took some pictures of uh, staff at work in tough duck gear because we we buy it uh, for our our staff. And I took pictures and they posted it on their website and also on their Instagram account and did a shout out to people who work in institutions, keeping them running and people safe. So they sent, and then they sent us tough talk swag. So thank you. So I wanted to say thank you to Brent. Hello. Awesome. (laughs) Yeah.
0: All right. Um, Until next week, please join the CCFR Check us out on Gun Owners of Canada. Like us on Facebook. We're up to 2,400. We're keeping up on orphanages everywhere, every day. And um, we will have our next uh, microcast Saturday or Sunday. We'll decide at some point on Saturday, whether it's going to be Saturday night or Sunday. And special guests will be joining us. Jordan Bonaparte from the Nighttime Podcast. Uh, One of our listeners said you guys are doing a couple of different topics you're all over the place uh they wanted to hear about oak island so it's like um okay but i will not do an rc topic because apparently it drives kelly crazy unless of course no, listener... I,
1: i'm 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 fine with you talking about rc however we are getting a couple of comments about it on our news feed right now
0: rc <laughs> yeah anyway um <clears throat> Yes. We'll talk about whatever you guys want to talk about on the microcast. Can we ban Trevor from pimping his new? (laughs) (laughs) It's not slam or C whipped radio. That's right. It's not. And I support the idea for that ban, Jeremy. Anyway, unless, of course, somebody wants to hear about it on the microcast. But even then, I don't know. But uh, Jordan's been on our show before. He's interviewed us on our show. Uh, from the perspective of a non-gun owner. And I've been on his show um, a couple of times, actually. I even had a voice acting bit on one of his shows. So, um, yes, that'll be over the weekend sometime. So now you've been warned. If you don't want to hear about Oak Island, don't tune in for the next microcast. So that
1: means I don't have to be on?
0: That's right. It doesn't. It's exactly <laughs> what it means.
1: But All I like right. Jordan. I'm a Patreon.
0: Oh, sweet. That's so
1: awesome. I'll Good probably come on because I like him.
0: Cool. All right. Um, uh, you guys got anything?
1: Uh, bake some bread.
0: Keep your stick on the ice. There you bake go. Bake some bread. See you in a couple of days, guys. So if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over. Time to get a gun